Hi, I'm Jody Benson. I'm the original singing and speaking voice of Ariel, the Little Mermaid for the Walt Disney Company. And you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress, singer, and author Jody Benson. Jody is best known as the voice of Ariel in the Disney animated film The Little Mermaid. We talk about her career and new book, Part of My World, during this episode. Jody, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, congrats on the book. I'd like to start off because a lot of your book revolves around faith. What role did your faith have in your upbringing and how has it impacted the decisions you've made in your career and life ever since? So as far as my faith journey, because again, I don't call this really a Christian book. I mean, I kind of grew up in a Catholic home and loved all of the aspects of that. But what was starting to happen was I started to have this relationship personally with God, where I felt like I could just talk to him and he'd listen and I'd feel peaceful and I felt joy. And I felt like I had this prompting to get to know what that relationship was all about more. So when I met my husband, Ray in 1980 at Opryland theme park, he had kind of started talking about this relationship thing. And I thought, that's sort of what I'm starting to sense. You know, I grew up with a church atmosphere in a building, but that really wasn't what was prompting in my heart was more of a relationship and not necessarily about a religion or following these sets of rules and going to this particular building. So you'll see that sort of woven into my little stories because it is who I am. I mean, (laughs) I started in the industry when I was 18 and there was never any surprise with agents in New York or LA and then starting when I worked with Disney to say like, oh, can you kind of keep that hidden or can you not talk about that? Or there's never been a surprise. This is Jody. This is who Jody is. And if she mentions about her faith or that she's prayed about something or she feels blessed, roll with it because that's who she is. So <laughs> That's interesting never- because I, I talk to a ton of famous people and sometimes they have to hide parts of who they are in order to get parts in advance. So it's yeah. really refreshing to hear that. Speaking about your career, what were your, some of your struggles trying to land your first gigs on Broadway? My biggest battle was fear and also this expectation of timing. I left home when I was 17 and my dad had left the family when when I was 11. So at 17, it was like I kind of had to make it or break it. So I think the pressure that I put on myself was tremendous. I didn't need to prove myself to anyone, but I needed to support myself and I needed to make a living. So that was the pressure that I put on myself. And it didn't have to be Broadway. It just needed to be a paycheck. I needed to find a paycheck doing what I knew how to do in theater because I really didn't know how to do anything else. This was really it for me. And I thought, oh my goodness, I need to make a living singing, dancing, and acting. I don't want to be famous and I don't need to be rich. Again, it was just kind of divinely laid out that my husband met Barry Moss. Barry Moss had seen him in a show in Birmingham, Alabama. 
had given him his card. And then, you know, Ray said, hey, my girlfriend is in, you know, interested in musical theater. Barry's like, is she good? And he's like, yeah, she's good. And he's like, okay, well, when she comes to New York, just have her give me a call. You know, so it's just, you know, Hughes Moss Casting was the number one casting agent for all of Broadway and every national tour back in all of the 80s, well into the 90s. So went to an audition that he arranged. Of course, I didn't have my equity card. So I was 19 and I got my equity card on the first national tour of Joseph an amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and the ensemble and started a paycheck. And I can't tell you how relieved I was that I could feed myself and I could take care of myself and support myself. It was just a miracle. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment life cycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to isolvedhcm.com. It's interesting because you're most known as being the voice of Ariel in The Little Mermaid, but you're the voice of Ariel. So it's not like you needed the fame. Like I think a lot of people might not have seen you visually before, but they know the voice if you say it. And so I think that probably lends to your ability to kind of stand back and maybe be the voice or kind of provide some sort of entertainment without being the face of something. Do you think that plays into it? I think so. I mean, again, for me, I never focused on any type of being recognized or any kind of fame or finance. That just wasn't my whole reason for entering in the industry was I felt like I had a certain set of gifts and talent that I needed to share. Otherwise, it's that feeling of like, you're going to explode if I don't. It's that kind of a feeling. That was my intention of jumping into this crazy industry. Obviously, it wasn't for um, security. Mermaid really surprised me because I was just supposed to do the film and then disappear. And no one would ever know unless you stopped your VHS and kind of figured out who's who. Because Walt's whole thing about Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella is that you get involved in the story. You don't need to know who's behind the mic. Don't let that be a distraction. Mm. So it wasn't until the screenings had happened. And then right before the film came out at the beginning of October, I went on a press tour and I was like, why? Why are we doing that? And they said, well, we're going a different way with this. And that's, you know, when Disney changed, <laughs> everything changed. I would never guess in a million years that, you know, 35 years later, I'm still with the company and still I'm sitting here talking to you. All of it is just a huge, lovely surprise. Yeah, I wonder if all the voices of all the princesses ever get together. A lot uh, of what you talk about is relationships. In what ways has a love story in The Little Mermaid related to your own relationship? I think what's neat about Ariel, and in the first 12 to 15 minutes of the film, you can see Ariel pursuing something outside of herself, something outside of the bubble of her life. So her I Want song, you know, Part of Your World, is, is really not about a guy, not about a prince. It's about something that she feels inside of her that is kind of like calling to her. I can relate to that because growing up in a smaller town in Illinois where theater wasn't really existing and I had never seen a Broadway show and I was probably eight years old when I told my mom I would like to be a professional singer, actor, and dancer. And so I can relate to Ariel in that. You know, she had investigated the human world and had this kind of like 
fascination with it, sort of like my fascination into the theater world of something I really didn't know if I could grasp. At a show, in my first professional job, I meet my husband, you know, so it does kind of correlate, whereas Ariel is kind of saving this prince and making this connection with him and realizing, oh my gosh, he is part of that. So I think there is a lot of correlation between Ariel and myself. That's awesome. And such a beautiful story. And what's your best piece of career advice? And I do this with master classes, even through Zoom and things like that with high school and college age students. And when they ask me about pursuing the industry, my question back to them is why? Tell me why you want to pursue this industry. And then I can get the clue of what the purpose is. Like, what's your purpose of it? Is it to be famous, to be TikTok famous, to be on social media famous? Or is it because you actually have a natural skill set, that's going to give you your answer. Because if you tell me it's because, well, because my mom and dad told me that I'm really good and I want to be on stage and I want people to see me and I want to hear the applause. I want to know what it's like and be on the set and I want to do this and I want to do the press and the public. Then I'm like, "Mm -mm, sorry, you missed the boat. If I were to give somebody career advice, I'd say, ask yourself why you want to jump into this crazy, erratic, unstable business. And that answer deep in your heart will let you know what your purpose is and if you're meant to go down this road. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Jody. To follow her journey, you can read Part of My World and find her on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, where she shares her appearances, announcements, travels, and family. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes. 